0: What are you going to do, Commissioner? There's
1: only one thing we can do. Batman. Sir, it's the Batphone. Yes, Commissioner. Batman. We'll be right there.
0: Bam Pal. Batman, Pal. This is Batman Land. Be careful. Maybe a trap. Each week, we chat about the 1966 Batman TV show. we are Batman and Robin? The crime fighters. We discuss the episodes that aired this week on SBS Viceland. My name is Dan Barrett. I'm an editor here at SBS, and I'm joined here in a very empty, very lonely studio. By my own personal boy wonder, it's Nick Bassine. Okay. I'm not your professional boy wonder, your no, you're personal. Personal boy wonder. Right. Oh yeah, it
1: is very chilly in here
0: without a third guest, but I also, there's going to be more room to move around. Exactly. I mean, you look around the back cave. like there's a Batman, there's a Robin, there's no third person wandering no. around. Oh. Yeah. You so could do this show with, for, with two people. Exactly. Just two men standing around in capes and long johns. Nothing could possibly go wrong. No, anything can go right. That's right on the pride side that's what batman would do um i gotta go no no, you're not going anywhere we have three episodes of batman to talk about this week yeah, a three-parter. I've never been part of a three-parter. It was very exciting. There's a lot of Batman to get through. Yeah, now I understand you've got a personal policy. If you're not on a podcast, you don't listen to it. Um, there's so much content today, these days, Dan. There's uh, With
1: Netflix, they produce 700 bits of original um, content. I don't know if you realized that this,
0: uh, this year.
1: I watched it all. So my time is stretched thin,
0: but I listen to this podcast every week. The Batman Land podcast. That's right. So you can talk to me extensively as to why there was a three part episode last time. Because it has something to do with the Olympics airing. Yeah, that's exactly it. <gasps> that has got nothing to do with it. So as Batman fans would know, two weeks ago we screened another three part Batman. Was it Story just two one. weeks ago? Just two weeks ago. I know it feels like so much longer. This is the word from Adam West. He'd said at some point the reason why there were three parts was because they had the idea that Batman, it's pretty popular around the world. We could edit together these three episodes and flog it off as a movie internationally. So that was Adam West's idea. No, Adam West said that that's why they did it. Okay. So if you actually look at the episodes, that kind of makes sense because it's a little bit bigger and broader than the show traditionally is. Then you look at these three episodes and I think it might be a bit more in line with what I suspect the real reason was for the three episodes a few weeks ago, which is that the producers looking around saying, hey, look, ratings aren't really going so great. We don't have the hot show that we did. What can we do to try to rejuvenate interested in the program? And so you look at these three-part episodes and I would say this is probably not the best way to really uh, rejuvenate the interest. I sensed a lot of things, but
1: rejuvenation was not one of them. No. I mean, they, for for one thing, this is just the same villains. I you yeah. think you'd have somebody a little bit more excited. Killer Croc, maybe. Do you think Killer Croc would
0: work in the 1966 Batman?
1: Well, they had something coming out of that cauldron. It looked like a little bit like Killer
0: Croc. That's a good point. We'll talk about him because I think he's the MVP for this episode.
1: What is that? Martima, say hello to Marsha. Yeah, it was like Fraggle Rock all of a sudden. It was unbelievable. Oh. I just don't think this would have worked as a movie. I mean, the main, some of the main
0: characters disappear for 45 minutes. Now, it's kind of strange that I'm talking in so much depth about these three episodes because, honestly, I don't remember a single thing that happened. You never do. How do I keep losing track of this? Weird. You're watching them, right? I'm watching them. I should write some notes. But Nick, please, can you please remind us what happened this week?
1: Okay, so Penguin is directing a movie with Marsha, Queen of Diamonds, and forces Batman and Robin to be in it. Great acting job, Batman. You could run for senator or governor. The movie's got some smut in it. This is outrageous. Robin gets way too upset during Batman's kissing scene with Marsha, Queen of Diamonds. I'll bet you'll never want to kiss another girl as long as you live. Penguin films a scene in the Antiquities Museum, which turns into an actual real-life fight, just like in a Christian Bale movie. Batman and Robin are easily captured, tied up, and catapulted across the city, but the Batmobile saves them. Batman and Robin make their way into Penguin's movie.
0: Lights, camera... Action.
1: Penguin also recruits the help of army personnel. And you do think I have some acting ability, huh? Eh? Oh, I think all generals do, sir. But while they're thinking about how lucky they are not to be in Vietnam, Penguin steals a bunch of secret stuff. Now, what would he want with them? In armor. What are you doing in those suits of armor, Batman? It's a long story, Major. Batman and Robin give chase, but Penguin easily knocks them down, gasses them, has them taken away by Jolly Jim scrap metal. It's lucky you think fast, Batman, or both of you would have ended up as paperweights. Obviously, that's what Penguin intended when he put us inside your Scrap truck. Marsha does the dance of the seven veils to help Penguin steal a bunch of gold. What could that mangy creature be doing in there? she turns into a gold, tank a gold tank. And murders Chief O'Hara. And everyone cheers. But Chief O'Hara is alive.
0: Never thought I'd see your face again, Batman.
1: Batman and Robin stop the tank with that bazooka. The bat-zooka. Batman donates the smutty footage from the Penguin's movie
0: to uh, some sort of group for boys. So, Nick, yeah. I want to talk about your shirt. Now, I'm a bit of a distance away from you in the studio here, but I can see on your buttons here, it looks to me like every single one of these buttons has an R on it. Is that correct? Like R for Robin? It looks like the Robin logo from over here. That that is not correct. It's just stitching, isn't it? Yeah. From a distance, it looks like you're a big fan
1: of Robin. That's pretty weird. Imagining that I was such a big fan of Robin that I would wear a shirt with Robin buttons on it.
0: I thought with you knowing
1: that you're my personal
0: boy, Wonder, that maybe you were making the effort.
1: Well, I'm wearing the green tights. You would have thought that that would have been
0: the first thing you noticed.
1: Yeah, but it's not even... They're I mean, not that tight. Is that what you're saying?
0: A little bit. At the beginning, Batman and Robin rock up, and they're going to be a little late to the lecture at the Crime Prevention League.
1: Yeah, who, what, what, what who's involved in this Crime Prevention League? Who are these people?
0: Yeah, and are Batman and Robin being paid for their appearance there? Or is this pro bono work? To
1: be fair, I, I think every episode, uh, Batman and Robin are invited to some, some loser convention.
0: Yeah, speaking of losers, Chief O'Hara is on the scene pretty quickly after this. Oh, man. Now, can I ask you a question about police work? Like, you're not a detective as far as I'm aware. Well, like, you've never been a member of the law enforcement community? Not yet, no. Not yet. I mean, it's a matter of time. Chief O'Hara comes out and is like, guys, 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 what are you doing? The penguin has a legal right to be here. He got the permits required. Like, if he wants to film on the street here, like, he's certainly entitled to. I've got a question. Just two weeks ago, he was putting the Penguin behind bars. Was there no concern about suddenly the fact that Penguin's, A, not in jail, and B, applying for a permit to be filming on the streets? Like, is that even a consideration? Like, surely that's probably reason enough not to give him a permit, at least. But further to that, why is Chief O'Hara, once the Penguin's applying for this permit, like a city mandated bit of paperwork that he needs, why is he not getting on the phone to Batman and Robin, to that red phone that flashes in the Batcave and says, hey guys, just a heads up, if you see Penguin around, he may be filming something on the streets, we couldn't stop him, he's got a legal right to do this, but maybe he's up to something. Let's say Penguin files that paperwork, mm. presumably under his real name, Oswald Cobblepot. Oswald Pengy Cobblepot. Yeah.
1: Let's say that comes through to whoever it has to go through, whatever channels it has to go through. Who is being turned down if the Penguin <laughs> is allowed to file that paperwork? Like, What is going on? What is the process for getting a permit? Can anybody get one?
0: Well, I mean, seemingly so. Can I ask a question? Just because we're now talking about the Penguin's real name here. As you said, his real name is Oswald Cobblepot. Right. Okay. He goes by the name of Penguin. Okay. The police call him Penguin as well. That's right. Okay. The narrator of the show calls him Penguin. Yeah. You and I call him Penguin. That's right. Are we all complicit in allowing him to fall into this uh, mental psychosis that he has where he sees himself as a penguin? He waddles around the place. No man should be waddling around the place. Does waddle. Well, now you're getting into the
1: whole, is Batman responsible for the creation of these supervillains? Well, I mean, he's certainly complicit as we are. Because if he didn't exist, maybe Oswald Cobblepot would just be an eccentric um, chainsmoker.
0: Yeah, or he would be like a legitimate filmmaker. Instead, he feels that he needs to tie his craft, his prowess behind the camera, into some sort of crazy scheme where he's building like gold tanks. I know. He could have been Terence Malick or maybe Otto Preminger. So the Penguin opens a film studio. Penguin Studios Incorporated. He's the president of the film studio.
1: How do they keep letting him be a a legitimate businessman? He was opening restaurants the other week, and now he's starting a a studio, a production company. What, What the hell's going on? He's yeah. a criminal. I know. He's got a record.
0: he's got a rap sheet. And like surely, he has to get a loan for some of these businesses that he's launching. yeah, where
1: does is giving come him the money where does getting
0: the money, that office is huge. I mean, part of the reason that the Queen of Diamonds, Marsha, gets brought into the episode is that he does need some money to bankroll his studios. But bear in mind, like, he's already put a fair bit of money into the studios that I don't think a few diamonds is going to cover the cost of. Remember, he picks up the phone and he goes through three different departments, (laughs) including publicity. I kind of like that bit. How he's got a publicity department set up yet for a film slate, which doesn't exist yet, I find very concerning. It's very strange. How does that happen?
1: Can I just say that I believe that Carolyn Jones has, yes, is criminally underused in these three episodes. Okay, so
0: this is one of my big bugbears with this episode. She's made her second appearance in this. Previously, she was in an episode where she was going to get married to Batman. Yeah. Look up that episode. It's fantastic. I'm for it. The marriage gets stopped. Like there's a, like, like in Aunt the graduate. Aunt Harriet interrupts it, right? Aunt Harriet comes in and yeah. she's like, I'm Batman's first wife. <laughs> yeah. Very funny stuff. But in that episode, Marsha, Queen of Diamonds, wasn't treated like a sex pot in the way that she is in this one. Like, every opportunity is taken here to really amp up the fact of, this is a sexy lady, guys. Right, right, right. There's the moment where she comes out to the film set where she's naked behind the towel or whatever the, like, thing is that those other ladies are holding up around her. There's no reason for her to be naked on the set. As far as I know, she's not even filming a scene. There's the dance of the seven veils. There's the way she's sitting seductively during scene 43, where she's supposed to be kissing Batman. Well. A scene which is so hot that Aunt Harriet ends up having to come out as a representative of the Gotham City League of Film Decency, which, I mean, I'm surprised we haven't heard about her involvement with membership in that group before. They were reading a script
1: earlier on, and uh, Batman and Robin were blushing, and Robin couldn't take his eyes
0: off the page. Was it just the kissing scene? Yeah, I think that's scene 43. The eroticism of that scene.
1: Think of the children. I am thinking of the children, madam. So I noticed that she was uh, very sexualized. What if my take is it's refreshing to see an older woman allowed to be sexy? Was Carolyn Jones really that old? she uh, She's in her 50s, maybe. No? Oh,
0: well, let's let's, let's find out. out. Computer, how old was Carolyn Jones? In 1967, Carolyn Jones was 37 years old. 37 years old, Nick. She was 37. I'm 37. Am I too old to be dating Batman? Okay, I apologize.
1: I retract. Uh, she was uh, clearly not an older woman. I I don't know what I was thinking. But I just thought that she had already, it seemed like she'd already had her career. So I assumed, like,
0: as, as Morticia Adams, I thought she was later in life. She's a Hollywood actress, Nick. You're not permitted roles past the age of 38. It's like That's Logan's true. run out there. But no, there is a massive discrepancy between how she's treated in those initial episodes where she really is one of the better villains, I think. I really quite enjoyed her as I recall. Yeah, I think
1: maybe it would have made a bigger, a bigger difference if she was given a lot more to do and it wasn't just the sexy stuff she was doing. Mm. Because she, she's really charismatic and she's very funny and, um, I mean, the character is completely pointless. If there's anything good about the character, she's delivering it, Carolyn Jones is. So maybe, yeah, if she had had more to do, it would, it would have seemed less egregious. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I trust you're going to enjoy this scene, Batman, darling.
1: I made a bargain with Penguin and I never break my word.
0: Bargain? Why, half the men in the world would fight to be kissed by Marcia, Queen of Diamonds.
1: They certainly wouldn't have to fight me.
0: What an appalling lack of enthusiasm, darling. But don't worry. I have enough enthusiasm for both of us. But we do know from the kissing scene that took place, scene 43 it must have been some pretty vigorous kissing because Bruce is needing a chapstick shortly after. I can't imagine how
1: much kissing you would have to do to um, noticeably need that much chapstick. Look, I
0: can tell you how much, but that's for another <laughs> podcast. That's right. Save it for the good fight.
1: What was interesting is that I watched the episodes with my son. It worked for him. He's seven years old and he, the sight of people kissing makes him physically sick. On a scale of one to
0: 10, how gross are girls?
1: It's not so much girls as the adults kissing.
0: Yeah. He hates it. Oh, look, I hate it as well.
1: Yeah. I, I <laughs> bet. I bet. He laughed at whenever there was a joke about stop the kissing
0: or whatever. He he thought all that stuff was hilarious. Now, your son, because you do mention watching the show with him sort of semi-regularly on here. At the beginning, he did not understand Batman. He found it all very confusing because you've led him to watch the older, like the more mature Batman films. He is, yeah. He, he has
1: been... Um, Desensitized because yeah. he's watched the real hard hitting, fast yeah, modern
0: stuff. He's watched Ben Affleck like breaks and dudes. Yeah. So how's he treating Batman now? So he's gotten over the shock of seeing the bright night. Like, is he enjoying the show a little bit more now, or is it a chore to sit down with his dad watching it? He likes to watch it, but he doesn't have fun. He
1: he gets easily distracted. And whenever Batman and Robin get into trouble, I say, "Do you think they're going to
0: make it out of this?" <laughs> And he rolls his eyes and says, yeah, of course they are. Is there a moment where he gets distracted by something obviously more exciting around a place? And you're like, son, sit down. You must watch this now.
1: Well, if my other child starts asking for Paw Patrol, he would go with Paw Patrol. More visually stimulating. Who choose Paw Patrol over Batman? What's the children
0: you're raising there? very strange. The other week, I don't have kids, so I can't really relate to that. But I was, because we watched these episodes a couple of weeks before the episodes air. But last week, I was watching the TV, and it was the Catwoman two-part episode. And you were with me on the episode, as I recall. Catwoman, you say? Catwoman. You know, she's a yep. lovely lady. Rings she's, you know, still stuff.
1: Yes, yes, I remember that episode, those at the,
0: episodes. At the very end, she's about to jump off the side of the building. Yeah, and kill herself. Kill herself. Suicide. And she's asking Batman, like, is there anything you can do to save me? Will you marry me? And Batman's willing to do anything except that. And, like, that scene's coming on. I'm like, Sarah, Sarah, you've got to watch this scene. And the scene comes up, I'm roaring on the couch laughing and she's like, this is the stupidest show ever.
1: Now, do listeners of the show know who Sarah is? That she's your probation
0: officer. It is my probation officer. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That was a great scene. I am getting more and more annoyed at Batman turning down just wonderful women for marriage and uh, kissing and whatever is is called for.
0: It just just seems silly. Well, why get takeout when you've got a great roast at home named Robin? (laughs) That is disgusting. It really is suggesting
1: he's cooking him.
0: Probably pre-cooked.
1: Good God. I think I've asked this question before because you're an expert on um, show business.
0: Showbizologist is the
1: professional title. What do people smoke now when they're smoking in movies or on TV versus what they smoked then? Like, is Burgess Meredith smoking real
0: cigarettes? I mean, I'm not really too sure. I wouldn't really sort of assume. I mean, maybe he's a smoker, maybe he's not. Uh, these days, there's some sort of like herb cigarette that gets used in movies to fake it. But you don't really see smoking in movies very often. No, not
1: that much. It's very it's, weird. It's very noticeable when you see it now. Yeah,
0: it really stands out. Hey, there's probably a couple of key moments in these episodes to run through. Uh, like, let's talk. Uh, what are your three like key moments in the episode?
1: Um, so definitely Aunt Harriet noticing that Bruce's lips are chapped. Yeah. Oh, Bruce, your lips are terribly chapped. It's a mild case of windburn, and Harriet. You see, this afternoon, Dick and I took an open bus tour through the Wayne Animal Sanctuary. Well, I'm going to get you some salve for those lips, just in case a pretty girl wants to kiss you. <laughs> First of all, people don't go around noticing that other people's lips are chapped in real life. And for them to do that, they would have to be seriously mangled, I would think. Like, oh, I would never tell you your lips are chapped. <laughs> I mean, we're colleagues, and we're not... Yeah. I'm not slightly your awkward. The monster in the cauldron, yeah. whatever the hell that was. And of course, flying through the sky, catapulted, <laughs> just kind of somersaulting
0: Batman and Robin. Look, I mean, I think that is the key moment in this episode. I really enjoyed that scene. I enjoyed seeing them oh, flipping around bad. through the sky. And they're getting out of Whatever has tied them up yeah. while well, flipping around. While also organizing for the Batmobile to travel across the street. Oh my God. Automated, like it's a Tesla, just driving through the streets of Gotham.
1: So, in some uh, 60s era contraption that Batman would have, he was punching out the address where he needed the Batmobile to meet him.
0: Yeah, Mulberry Street or whatever. Probably was Mulberry Street.
1: I was hoping that they would land seated into the front seats. That's what I expected would happen. And then there was a net.
0: Yeah, which makes more sense because of, you know, physics and the but health how of did their that being How
1: did that net work exactly? It came out of the, the
0: car. Like the front or the back, wherever the, their booth is, like flung out a net. And did they bounce at all or did they just kind of land in the net and then stop? Bounced in it. It's kind of like a and like lethal weapon when they jump off the building and they land in a... Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, that was something. I don't think I'd seen anything like that in this show before.
0: No, and I thought that was amazing. I was really into that scene. They would have been flying over the city, like over buildings. Yeah, which means it's a pretty impressive catapult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the scenes I really enjoyed was the moment where Batman is trying to convince the Penguin that he's really interested in <laughs> yeah, being like good. in cinema. That was funny. So he goes off quietly where he knows he's being recorded by the Penguin. And he's talking about how he's got this taste for movies now and he can't let it go. And I was just sitting there thinking, like, who are you, Batman? You've gone like, Joe Hollywood. Yeah.
1: Whenever Batman goes modern lingo. And he does call Robin baby.
0: Yeah, whenever he calls anyone baby, that is gold. Very funny. Uh, there's a line which wasn't really one of my favorite moments, but I did enjoy Robin making a reference about Batman's acting abilities and said you could run for senator, governor, and obviously an allusion to Ronald Reagan, as oh, we discussed yeah. in the show a And few that's times. not the first
1: time that they've made an allusion no. to uh, Ronald Reagan. But
0: it's one of these weird throwaway jokes that I'm sure was hilarious back in 67.
1: Why do they um, change the name of the Pentagon to the Hexagon? Is that, in and of itself, that's just
0: supposed to be funny by itself like that? I think so. thought that was a bit weird. The other thing that I really enjoyed, and like my third favorite thing, was the casting of the two army guys. Yeah. Like, do you know who they
1: were? I know who one of them was, and I was pretty impressed. And the other guy has been in five million things, but I didn't really recognize him.
0: Uh, Bob Hastings was the younger guy. Now, Bob Hastings is notable in Batman lore as being Commissioner Gordon in the 1990s Batman cartoon.
1: I thought that was very interesting. Is it just any early association with Batman just gives you kind of Batman juice, Batman credit? To a be little bit. In other
0: shows. Well, I mean, think about Bob Hastings as well. He was primarily a voice actor. Uh, there's yeah. rarely a day that you goes don't, think by about about don't think about yeah. Bob Hastings. When you are thinking about him, clearly, yeah. uh, if you look at his filmography, like he did appear in so many cartoons over the years. He'd also been in a bunch of super uh, superhero stuff. I think he was Superman in one of the Superman cartoons. Okay. And obviously, Clark Kent as well if he's Superman. So he did that. I think he was already in a Batman cartoon at some point. So when it came for the Batman cartoon, the 90s casting, like he would have been pretty top of mind, I would assume.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. But I'd
0: say that his affiliation with having been in the 60s Batman was probably pretty appealing to the producer of the Batman cartoon.
1: I guess those producers would have grown up on this, like
0: like a lot of us, yeah. grown up on the show and thought it was super cool that they were in it. And yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing about the Batman cartoon is that it's one of the first sort of fan projects of people who'd grown up watching a TV show who then went off to make like another version of that show. You're talking about the 90s one. Yeah. So, I mean, these are all kids that grew up watching the 60s Batman and then they're in their 30s and 40s and get the chance to do a Batman cartoon show. So, you know, it's definitely drawing upon their youth. I'm curious about
1: um, how an actor like him turns into a big voice actor. Like what that transition just, is like and what, what, what happens. It.
0: Yeah, I mean it's interesting. Uh, the other thing as well, cast-wise, is the guy that's appearing with him. That's Alan Reed. Yeah. Now, Alan Reed, as far as animation go, like he's one of you know the big guys. He's Fred Flintstone. Yeah. Ever, Amazing. Yeah.
1: Uh, one of Alan Reed's lines is when he's uh, trying to uh, rally the troops, when Penguin's uh, robbing the place. Sorry, who? Oh, Pengi. Pengi, sorry. He says, remember Grant and Lee and Teddy Roosevelt charging up San Juan Hill? Now, I'm Robert E. Lee is a traitor. Yeah. He's a traitor to the United States. So I found that that kind of stood out. And I, and I was trying to remember. Do people invoke his name? He was the leader of the Confederacy, a, a Confederate general during the Civil War. Those people were all traitors.
0: Yeah. Uh, the statue of him, obviously a contentious oh, issue in the right. last couple of months.
1: Yeah. All right. So he must. Yeah. So he's still heralded as a fantastic dude. Yeah. I think
0: that's what that statue away though. I think that's how that story came to a conclusion. It featured prominently in these episodes. Call the cavalry. So we haven't had any cavalry since 1910. No. Oh. Well, well, call the army. I, yes. Sir, we are the army. Well, get some men up here! Don't just
1: stand there! Yes, sir! Men! 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 So um, in the other Marsha Queen of Diamonds episodes and Hilda, everyone assumes she's just Marsha's patsy and she gets to go back to her teaching job. Same thing happens in these episodes.
0: I mean, she's a criminal. Yeah, but she's also over the age of 38 in Hollywood, so just give her a break. Right. Nick, very briefly... This is the first time it's just been the two of us here in the Batman Land Cave together. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had the opportunity to ask you, who's your Batman? Oh. Um, I know, you never thought you'd be asked. Oh,
1: God. It's a di- it's a difficult question to answer, as a lot of people have discovered on the show, because I have never felt so exhilarated by any superhero before or since watching Michael Keaton uh, be Batman in 1989. But I certainly enjoy watching Christian Bale jump around and be more acrobatic. So I think when I think about who my Batman is, I think about the modern one.
0: Yeah. I mean, Lewis Wilson from the 1943 serial, obviously top of mind. l Dubs, as he was known, mm. was
1: he was a quintessential
0: Batman. Yeah. He had the floppy ears. The weird thing is the more time that I'm spending watching the 60s Batman is doing Batman Land, I'm really leaning towards Adam West as the guy that I think of immediately.
1: But well, you have probably spent a lot more time now at this point with Adam West than you have with any
0: of the other oh, Batmans. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's terms like hours counted. Yeah. I mean, once you've watched like six episodes of Batman, you've already passed Michael Keaton and Val Kilmer and pretty much all the movie Batman. Yeah. That's why we do it. <laughs> Nick, each week we learn some amazing lessons from the Batman TV show. What did you take away from this week? Well, this week, because of all the smuttiness going on
1: with the kissing and the filming, I think it's Adam, does Bruce, is it Bruce Wayne that says it? Or is it Batman? I forget. But uh, he says... Decency is everybody's business. Penguin. Decency is everybody's business. And that could not be more true. As soon as we lay down our guard and let what is effectively pornography... Out into the world. Scene 43. Yeah, scene 43. As soon as, as soon as we let the
0: scene 43s of the world take over, I mean, that's when the dominoes start to fall. Yeah. I took away a very important health lesson this week, which is if you need some vitamin B in your life, it's, a toad is pretty much equivalent to two days' worth of vitamin B that you need.
1: All right. Thanks, Anne Hilda. Yeah.
0: She really delivered for us on that one. Wonderful. That brings us to the end of another Batman Land for another exciting week. Nicholas Bassine, people probably have conversations they want to have with you online. Where do they do that? You can ask me all of your queries at Nick Bassine. People can find me on the Twitter at TheDanBarrett. If you're enjoying Batman and you want to talk about it online, use the hashtag BatmanLand. helps people engage and converse about the show. If you've been enjoying this podcast, you can find my co-host here, Nick, and also Fiona Williams, who's regularly on the Batman Land as well. The two of them host their own podcast. It's called The Playlist. They discuss art and culture and movies and TV. You do another podcast, don't you, Dan? Yeah. Did I say what the name of your podcast was? I don't know think so i did the playlist yeah it's quite good subscribe to it now what about your other podcast i'm doing another podcast here at sbs as well it's called the good Fight sbs fan podcast greatest name in podcasting rolls right off the tongue really does don't struggle with that every week talking about it on the pod but anyway if you like the good fight check out that podcast part of what we love about the show as well is those interesting stories that inform the program it sounds really boring when i talk about it oh
1: no i love it i can't wait
0: don't be like that. You're not on the podcast. You don't even listen to it. <laughs> anyway, folks, this has been another Batman Land. We'll be back next week. Same Batman Land time, same Batman Land channel.